Welcome to Finding Forgiveness, a Fraser 365 devotional. I'm Chris Montgomery, the senior pastor at Fraser Church, and we're excited you've joined us for this study. May the Lord bless you as we learn about His forgiveness. This is Day 20 of Finding Forgiveness. Today's title is Honesty. Charles Finney said, A person who is dishonest in little things isn't really honest in anything. Our text today is Genesis 44, 1-34. Then he commanded the steward of his house, Fill the men's sacks with food, as much as they can carry, and put each man's money in the mouth of his sack, and put my cup, the silver cup, in the mouth of the sack of the youngest, with his money for the grain. And he did as Joseph told him. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away with their donkeys. They had gone only a short distance from the city. Now Joseph said to his steward, Up, follow after the men, and when you overtake them, say to them, Why have you repaid evil for good? Is it not from this that my Lord drinks, and by this that he practices divination? You have done evil in doing this. When he overtook them, he spoke to them these words. They said to him, Why does my Lord speak such words as these? Far be it from your servants to do such a thing. Behold, the money that we found in the mouths of our sacks we brought back to you from the land of Canaan. How then could we steal silver or gold from your Lord's house? Whichever of your Lord's servants is found with it shall die, and we also will be my Lord's servants. He said, Let it be as you say, He who is found with it shall be my servant, and the rest of you shall be innocent. Then each man quickly lowered his sack to the ground, and each man opened his sack. And he searched, beginning with the eldest and ending with the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they tore their clothes, and every man loaded his donkey, and they returned to the city. When Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, he was still there. They fell before him to the ground. Joseph said to them, What deed is this that you have done? Do you not know that a man like me can indeed practice divination? And Judah said, What shall we say to my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how can we clear ourselves? God has found out the guilt of your servants. Behold, we are my Lord's servants both we and he also, in whose hand the cup has been found. But he said, Far be it from me that I should do so. Only the man in whose hand the cup was found shall be my servant. But as for you, go up in peace to your father. Then Judah went up to him and said, Oh, my Lord, please let your servant speak a word in my Lord's ears, and let not your anger burn against your servant, for you are like Pharaoh himself. My Lord asked his servants, saying, Have you a father or a brother? And we said to my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a young brother, the child of his old age. His brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother's children, and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, Bring him down to me, that I may set my eyes on him. We said to my Lord, The boy cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. Then you said to your servants, 
Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you shall not see my face again. When we went back to your servant, my father, we told him the words of my Lord. When our father said, Go again, buy us a little food, we said, We cannot go down. If our youngest brother goes with us, then we will go down. For we cannot see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Then your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me two sons. One left me, and I said, Surely he has been torn to pieces, and I have never seen him since. If you take this one also from me, and harm happens to him, you will bring down my gray hairs in evil to Sheol. Now, therefore, as soon as I come to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, then... As his life is bound up in the boy's life, as soon as he sees that the boy is not with us, he will die, and your servants will bring down the gray hairs of your servant, our father, with sorrow to Sheol. For your servant became a pledge of safety for the boy to my father, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, then I shall bear the blame before my father all my life. Now therefore... Please let your servant remain instead of the boy as a servant to my Lord, and let the boy go back with his brothers. For how can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? I fear to see the evil that would find my father. In Genesis 44, Joseph is still testing his brothers. He wants to know if they are still deceptive and self-centered. He is curious about which direction their character has grown. Since he missed a huge part of their lives, he has no idea who they have become. Tests have a way of showing someone's true colors. Gene Getz gives profound understanding into Joseph's strategy in testing his brothers. Joseph had thought through this strategy carefully. He had instructed his chief steward to tell his brothers before he conducted his investigation that whoever had the cup would become a slave and the rest were free to go. If they had been jealous of Benjamin when he was treated so royally at the banquet, they may have been able to mask their feelings, but they could not hide their true feelings now. There was no question in Joseph's mind what they would have done years ago. More specifically, If Judah had responded as he did when they decided to sell Joseph into Egyptian slavery, he would have taken the lead in seeing that Benjamin bear the blame and become the slave. What this would do to Jacob would not have even been a consideration. But their reactions this time were different, much different. All of them, together, returned to Egypt to face this criminal charge. Imagine Joseph's relief and joy when he saw them with their little parade of donkeys entering the palace gates. They were a pathetic sight, with heads bowed low, their garments torn, and their long flowing hair and full beards matted because of the mixture of dust and tears that flowed from their eyes. But to Joseph, they were now men who were more concerned about their aged father and their younger brother than they were about themselves. They had passed the test. They had changed from the inside out. Joseph's strategy revealed their honesty. His brothers have come a long way in the right direction. They have moved from jealousy and hatred to honesty and love. One interesting detail is recorded in verse 13. Then they tore their clothes, and every man loaded his donkey, and they returned to the city. 
The words, they tore their clothes, and every man loaded his donkey and they returned to the city, are incredibly restrained and understated. In their minds, this was the end of their lives, the end of their clan. This was the end of God's promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In a very real sense, they are taking an emotional walk in Joseph's shoes, even if it's only temporary. God has brought the details of their past full circle in their present-day tests. Approximately two decades ago, they had betrayed Joseph with a coat of many colors. On this day, they passed Joseph's tests with flying colors. Consider these questions. Describe a time God tested your honesty and you failed. Describe a time when you passed. As Joseph knew exactly what happened because he planned the test, God always knows if you are being honest. How should this knowledge impact your testing times? In what ways has God brought the details of your past full circle in your present-day tests? Pray with me. Lord, teach us the value of honesty so that when our integrity is tested, we respond the way you want us to. In the name of Jesus, amen.